Welcome to the happiest podcast on earth. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the happiest podcast on earth with not only just one, but two special guest stars, although that feels weird because you all know him. You all love him. I have Nick Foster joining us here today. I don't know if I should say it or not, but I feel like I got to say hola. You have to. You have to. We are also here with the one and only Miss Mama Tammy. Hiya, folks. Oh, that's so cute. Is that going to be your thing? I love that. Please. And as always, here I am. Hello, hello. AJ Mulholland joining y'all today to talk about something that I'm sure if you have not been living under a rock, you've been hearing about from not only us, but apparently everyone else that's here in Orlando right now, Run Disney. It was dopey weekend. It was insane. It was so, so, so fun. But I feel like every time we do one of these Run Disney events, not only are we posting it out to our friends and family and followers and whatnot who know it, who love it, who tolerate our craziness with these Run Disney events events but also it goes out to the general public who are like why the heck are you running in sparkly skirts and meeting characters and riding tower of terror during a marathon what is wrong with you people what is going on so with that we wanted to do a little q a episode with all of the questions that um, not only the listeners had but also our followers and whatnot or new followers from you know all of our experiences who are like what the heck is run disney how do we get to it or how do i avoid it what are the parks like? What are the races like? What are the costumes like? Why is this so different than anything else? What is the price tag? You know, all of these fun questions we're going to be going through. We're going to try to do like a chronological order of all these questions, starting from the very beginning of your race journey with registration all the way up until you finally get that medal. So we are going to get straight on into it, but it's been a crazy weekend. Let me tell you, this was uh, mine and Mama Tammy's second dopey event, which if you don't know, is the 5K, the 10K, the half marathon, and the full marathon in just four days. It's called dopey for a reason. It's actually kind of insane. And it was Nick's first time doing dopey, which was so, so, so exciting. Like, ugh, Nick, how first do you feel? Time. You're wearing your medal right now. Like, it's such <laughs> an accomplishment. Have I taken it off? That is the question. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, it was obviously such... First of all, I'm just excited to be back. I feel like I've been gone for so long and I've literally only missed two episodes. So. It's literally been like a week, please. I love it. I know. But it, this feels right. Um, but yeah, so I... Um, yeah, I, I feel amazing. Uh, Dopey was such an accomplishment. I loved being able to run with the two of you. Um, it's just like... I, last year we got started on like our run journey you guys were there for me in my first half marathon and like since then it just feels right when I'm running alongside of you guys I think we're gonna do like a special patreon episode where we go through like the weekend and talk about like kind of break down race by race and like what the experience was so so patreon members stay tuned for that and if you're not on patreon um what are you doing because I <laughs> I am a I am a patreon member and I think that everybody should be a patreon <laughs> member of the happiest podcast on earth so um this is my unsolicited but solicited advice to go join patreon as soon as possible I um, love it look at that plug that was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so um I feel great I, I mean it, the training paid off and I'm sure we'll get into questions like that but the training paid off um and I felt that after the races were over like I anticipated not being able to walk the next day and I have felt pretty good this week I mean I've been sore for sure um but overall feel great feel so accomplished it's like it's there's nothing like crossing the the finish line of the marathon feeling like wow I did that like I finished that it's it's such a sense of accomplishment so Correct. It's so emotional too. Like we got done with the marathon and I felt bad because I went to go like record. I love recording like right after you go under the arch and I went to go record to be like, we're done. And I just hear like audible sobs from the people yeah. behind me. And I was like, oh, put the phone down, put the phone down. <laughs> well, it's a very emotional experience. Like very it's, emotional. it's 
mentally you're overcoming and everyone is running. This is what I love about Ren Disney. And I feel like running in general, but specifically with Ren Disney, I feel like they bring this out. Um, everyone's running for such different experiences. They're either running for someone else. They're running for a cause. They're running for themselves. And like those hurdles are overcome as soon as they cross that like final finish line. So I love it. I love every second of it. It feels like, I don't know, so empowering. Correct. Like, and just like you said, you have some people that this is like, they're perfect dopey. They've done it all 11 years. They you have some people that have been doing 70 marathons. One, we had this one guy that was like 70 years old, has been doing a marathon a month for like his entire life, like craziness like that. But then you have the first timers who have never ran a day in their lives or have never done a race a day in their lives, never could have dreamed they could have done this. And like, honestly, the accomplishment is just getting to that start line. Like, even if you do not finish, even if you're swept by the balloon ladies, which we'll talk about later, like there's such an accomplishment for actually putting yourself out there and being able to start that I don't yeah. think a lot of people understand or appreciate. No, I, I posted about that on my Instagram where when I pulled into the parking lot, the morning of the marathon, I was crying. <laughs> a song popped up on my, like I had my iPhone just like shuffling music and a song popped up that I used to listen to in high school a lot. And it triggered all these memories um, and I talked about this on that tracks this week, so check it out. Um, but I, it triggered all of these like emotions and memories of like, um, in high school, I wasn't super athletic. I played soccer, I played tennis, but I wasn't serious about anything. And I got bullied a lot in high school for that. Like people had a lot to say about me not being athletic. Um, and it was a moment pulling into that parking lot where I was like, like, Nick, you're already here. Like you did the dang thing. Like you're pulling into a parking lot to go walk up to the start line to run 26 miles. You've already like ran 22 miles. Like who freaking cares what those like haters and naysayers had to say about you 10, 15 years ago? Like, look at you now. You are running for yourself. You're going to accomplish this. You're going to do this thing. Um, so it's like when I started the marathon, there was no question in my mind of whether or not I was going to finish the marathon. Like I was like, nah, we're doing this thing. Like we're going to finish Dragging this thing. yourself across the finish line, if nothing else. Like <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it is, it, it's like, it's a very emotional thing, but it just pulling up to the parking lot and getting to that start line. I was like, I have already done so much. I put so much into training. I've run three races already. Um, ran in the pouring rain or circles around the Epcot parking lot. Like look at us now. So, um, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I, I think like there's absolutely something to be said about just getting to the start line. That's, that's massive. Um, so. Amen to that. All right, well, let's get into it. And we're going to start a little bit, a lot of it before you actually get to the start line. And we're going to talk about registration and I'm going to hand it on over because I'm not going to lie. I have um the registration queen next to me. Fun little mini story. I get a text the other day. Well, a couple weeks ago that was like, I made a mistake. From Mama Tammy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, someone is in the hospital. She gave the dog the wrong food. Like, what is happening? Something's like wrong. And I'm calling her. I'm like, what did you do? What's happening? And she's like, I accidentally signed us up for Princess. First of all, that is not a mistake. <laughs> Second of all, I accidentally signed up for Princess, which is the next um series of run Disney events that's coming up here shortly, because she's just that good that it just popped up one day and she just happened to get it. I'm like, it's been sold out for months. How did you just randomly get this? So I'm going to turn it on over to you and Mama Tammy to discuss registration because I'm very lucky to have my own personal registration person here. Yeah, so um, Dopey registration, the registration for these events happens months in advance. So I believe Dopey happens in April and yeah. it is literally first come, first serve. And um, it's a quite the interesting process, a little frustrating. Uh, it does take a while. Um, but you know, you have to, you have to choose which one you want so you can register for 
um, all four races separately. You could do the goofy challenge, which is the half and the full together, or you can do the dopey challenge, which is all four races. And one interesting thing about um, run Disney is you, if you want to run together and you want to be in the same corral or everything, you register everyone under the same, like under one person. Um, but that means you input all of their information, which can take extra time. It's um, a little bit nerve wracking, honestly. Registration is one of the most difficult parts of Run Disney. Worse than yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, like people deserve medals just for being able to like register and get into the races. So. <laughs> yeah. And I know there are people who tried, you know, doing different computers and their, you know, their laptops, their iPads, their phones, all trying to get a spot that will go the quickest. Um, so it's definitely, you know, whoever gets there first, but it's yeah. worth it if you, if you can. Put up with the, you know, the difficulty. It's like, it. If there's like Swifties listening to this, it's think, <laughs> yes. think, think you're getting tickets to the Eras Tour, but it's registering for a run Disney race. I think the Eras Tour was a little more difficult, but honestly, not that far off because it really does. It's like you get stuck in a queue. You have no idea really where you're at in the queue. One tip that I will say, and I've been able to register for races like this in the past like use your friends so like if you have people that are all trying to register like whoever ends up in that system first it, it's not a bad idea if they're willing to also register you for whatever race you're trying to get to and it's like mama tammy just said like it's nice too because if you register together there's a, a higher chance that you're all going to be put in the same corral together because you're all anticipating the same finishing time together so I would say, like, use your resources, be on, like, text mode while you're trying to get into these things. And whoever jumps into that queue first, see if they're obviously they're probably going to want to register themselves first for the event, which makes total sense. But if they're still in there, like, let them know, hey, I'd love to get into this challenge or I'd love to get into this race and see if they can go ahead and register for that race for you as well. And don't think just because the other person got into the corral or into the queue first that the times can be very jumpy and, you know, it says, oh, you have an hour and 26 minutes left. And then all of a sudden yours will, you know, go down really quickly or the other person's will. So once you're in there, if you're in there, stay just in case something happens to the other person's connection or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so random and just keep fighting, like keep fighting to try to get into the race for sure, because you never know how it could switch. And then there's also like, there's different accounts like on I know on X that you can follow. Um, I think there's also like different systems that people have set up where if a race registration opens up because that happens from time to time and it is so random. I know we're recording this on a Saturday yesterday, Friday, I was getting like notifications left and right that spots were opening up for both Princess Weekend and Springtime Surprise. Um, so you literally never know when like new spots open up for these races and i have no idea how they configure that like i have no idea how they figure out how spots have opened i don't know if because once you're registered it's non-refundable like once you're in you're locked in even non-transferable correct and so it, it, that's kind of a bummer too because if, if something happens to you and you're not able to race like it is what it is there's not much that disney can do for you at that point and that's all very clear as you're registering for the race but um yeah so I have no idea how new spots open up for these things, but you can follow these accounts. Um, and I'm going to pull up the, the account on X if 
to share with you guys if you want to follow it, but it'll alert you when registrations open up so that you can jump in and grab spots on the races if you missed like that first initial registration. But they do sell out that first day. All of them end up selling out that first day for the most part. That's how I got the princess. I was actually doing a training run on a treadmill in a hotel when it popped <laughs> up and I was like, okay. And I can't tell you how many times I've tried to get different races that we've missed and put it in and, you know, you get all the way to the payment part and you, it's like, eh, we're sold out again. And when I saw it, I was like, oh my goodness, You're we like, have an issue. I didn't mean for this. <laughs> I tried yesterday with, I, I'm wanting to get into the 10 miler for springtime surprise. It's a Lion King themed and I really want to race it. And I was trying yesterday and I got to the point, and this is what Mama Tammy alluded to with like all of the information that you fill out. It's a bit over excessive, the information that you need yes. to fill out into the system. And really, a lot of this information should be auto-saved. Like, it's, <laughs> right. it's, it's I a am Disney. I'm so sorry. Disney, at, I'm going to go on my little rant here. As <laughs> one of your um, guest experience managers who deals with these systems day in and day out, tell me why we do not have a guest service suite for Run Disney like we do for the parks where it connects to your My Disney Experience account and you have everyone's like information on there where you can just click on their little profile and it auto-fills it all in for you. I'm sorry. If we have this for the parks, why can't we have it for Run Disney? Disney, if you're listening, hire me. I will be your project manager for this. This is something I'm very passionate about. I will not take a pay raise. I'm doing it out of the kindness of my heart. Come on, please. It's also, You have the technology. Also, there are some things, some things you have to answer, which don't make much sense at that moment. Get people registered and then make them do all the questions. Correct. Like, what, yeah. what do you care about my time if I'm not even going to be able to pay for it? Like, well, right. Or even your t-shirt size. Like That's a question that I feel like could be answered after later. the fact. Like, get get yeah. my basic information, contact take information. My and what, yeah, take my contact information, what race I'm registering for, and my credit card information, and then then take me to another page. That, that is one of the most frustrating things yes. is that you're trying to go through and you're trying to fill out all this information. And, and also, this is a good idea if you are registering as a group, have those people send you that information the day before your registration opens so that you literally can have it all written down and you're just like auto filling even copy and pasting from like a word document on your computer because that is one of the most frustrating things too is that if you're trying to register other people and you're texting them and you're waiting for them to respond you're that much closer to missing out on the opportunity to register for the races as well. So the only reason I can think of of them doing that is to protect it from being taken by bots because they are such like random questions and like there's so many little nuanced questions that you can't like there's no way to autofill it, but like I don't know. That's the only reason. I just I wonder too. Like, what is a bot gonna do with that yeah. registration? It'd be different if it was transferable. Right. It's people so bizarre. Are, people are crazy. But yeah, what, they are. <laughs> some of the questions are: Have you? How many run Disney races have you run? Right. And who are you coming with? Are you right. sitting in a Disney hotel? You don't need to know any of that at no. this moment. To get me to get me into the race, just yeah. get me into the race. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. For those of you who want to look up on X that account name, it's at run dis D I S alerts. And if you follow that account, that is one of the accounts that will alert you. You can turn on notifications for it. It'll alert you when spots open up for any of the races. And it's it's still is such a gamble. It's so difficult to try to get into there. Honestly, one of the tips that I've heard is that if you're really trying to get in and you're noticing that things are regularly opening up for that race, go ahead and pre-fill all of that information so that you have that page ready to go. And then when you get another alert that the spot a spot opened up in that race, just pay for it and you should be able to snag that spot. So it's hard, it's difficult, and it is definitely like the great war trying to like get spots into these races. I know for my dopey challenge, 
um, a friend of mine actually registered me for Dopey because he was in the system first and he had already registered for his race. And once you register for a race, you can add more races when you're into the system. So that um, I did not know that. I thought that you had to register everyone at that moment. No, he was able to register himself and then said, hey, I'm still in. Is there anything else that I you want me to add? And then you can take care of like transferring that registration later. That is one nice thing is that you can transfer the registrations to different run Disney accounts after the effect. But yeah, so and I actually so I register our friend, Terry, my friend, Terry, and I put her home address and everything as mine so that I don't have to worry about that. I'm just like, yeah. if it's they disney has all of her information because she travels with me a lot here it's mm -hmm. not my fault that they won't let me pull that information yeah no so and then, I don't but think we eventually pregnant. do the transfer thing which you have to email run disney and it is what it is but um yeah. there's also i will give you another place that you can go and look and it's under telegram which is an app and it is also um, it's t.me slash run dis alerts. And I actually find that they are about two seconds faster than X. I get their alerts first. I don't know why that is, but that is good to know. And I'm going to be looking that up for myself because I want to get into springtime. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you can also run with charities. We should say that there are a ton of Disney. Yeah. Um, charities that run run Disney. So that is a great way to get a spot as well. Absolutely. Also, I we were alluding to these weekends, um, just a quick like over glance on run Disney and how that all works. There are four weekends at Walt Disney World that run Disney has races and that is wine and dine in November, marathon weekend in January, princess weekend in February, and then springtime surprise uh, in April. And springtime surprise is the one that uh, doesn't really have a, a consistent theme, although wine and dine's theme changes as well. Um, but springtime, we never really know what that race is going to look like until I don't re actually remember when they announce it. Like we know coming this spring, um, there's not really like an overarching theme, I feel like, except for maybe some sort of like event adventure or something, but we've got a Peter Pan race, an up race, a Lion King race, and the challenge is stitch. Um, but that changes like last year's springtime surprise was Pixar themed. So there's only, uh, Oh, there's no, only spring. Oops, oh, sorry. sorry. There's only been three springtime surprises, correct? I, I think so because started... it used to it used to be a regular theme before springtime, right? Yeah. Well, I think maybe I, my understanding is it maybe replaced the um, Star Wars. Star Wars. Surprise. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. Which yeah. is actually a major bummer to me. I hope that like as a supreme springtime surprise. Obviously, I'm a big Star Wars guy, but. I would love to run some Star Wars races. Like, I think it sounds like so much fun. The character opportunity sounds incredible. And I just want the balloon ladies to be stormtroopers. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that would be very funny. <laughs> um, Anyways, we talked about registration for a while, but that is a major component of getting into a run Disney race in and of itself. Like, if you can get there on and be have your bib on Expo Day, which I know we'll probably be getting into, then you've accomplished so much already so right um real quick i had a lot of people ask me about prices but prices really vary i will say a lot of people assume that they were free or included with park admission or that park admission was included with the races that is not true um they are very expensive races i'm not gonna lie to you but like we kind of talked about earlier one thing that you're really paying for is that experience with the rides the characters going through the parks this this and that 
Um, so like for instance, Dopey was like $650 a person roughly. I know a lot of people are like swerving their car in the middle of the road hearing that. Um, but <laughs> you get six medals you get, you get and six shirts. Right. It's expensive, but here's the thing. Like this is how I justify it in my brain. A lot of people pay for like monthly gym memberships. And obviously sometimes gym memberships can be pretty cheap, but let's say you're paying for a pretty nice gym membership and you're spending, I don't know. 50 bucks a month or something like that. Running is free. Like I can just go outside and run and I'm training. Um, and so in my mind, it's an investment into my health by registering for these things because I'm going to continue to train. This is how I justify it. I'm going to continue <laughs> to train. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm going to continue to be training for these events and I'm not paying for a gym membership. So that's my membership. <laughs> I don't know that dopey is going to be like an all the time thing for me, like an annual thing. Although I can't imagine not doing dopey anymore. But... <laughs> Once you do it, you can't go back. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's a good investment. So I also had some people asking about discounts and whatnot. Um, those are non-existent. I am so sorry. No. <laughs> Even if you are annual pass, cast member, club run Disney, things like that, there are no discounts for these races. Um, and with merch, I had some people asking if you could pre-order merch. And yes, most of the races you can do like pre-orders of, they'll do bundles with like all of the pins or like all of the finisher shirts or this, this, and that. Um, Mom, do you know, do the AP or like cast member discounts or anything like that apply when you're doing the pre-registration merch? So in years past, I believe they had, they, I saw people this year that were trying to sell pieces that they didn't want that said that they did not get their AP discounts if they pre-ordered. Um, the pre-ordering, it it is all in bundles and you don't get to see it really before. So that's kind of a toss up whether that's a good plan or not. Mm -hmm. But we will also talk about the expo later and the merch craziness with that. Um, we'll get to that a little later and we'll explain why maybe the merch bundle is a good idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you kind of mentioned it earlier, Nick, with your training. We had a lot of questions about how the heck do you get your body to be able to run 48.6 miles in just four days? Um, and so I kind of wanted to go around the room and give a quick blurb of what our trainings look like. I will be super transparent. Um, I am how do I want to wear this? I don't train. Like the only way I will run is if I have someone with me. And so the only way I was running was when mama Tammy was in town. Um, because I do not run. I, I, I get so bored. I'm, I, I hate it to be frankly honest with you. My preferred training is like strength training, cardio training. Like I do go to a nice expensive gym that makes me do all these workouts and stuff. And that's what I consider my training. Cause I just find running to be so boring. <laughs> So that's my personal journey. But like one thing I did notice is like last year when we ran Dopey, I was on my feet all of the time beforehand with my job. I feel like lately I've done, I've been doing a lot more admin work in my job. So I've been sitting a lot more and I feel like my feet hurt a lot more this year because I wasn't on them as much and like just training my body to be tired, if that makes sense. Like I'm not on my feet eight, nine, 10, 12 hours a day anymore. And so with that, I feel like my feet were not prepared for the amount of steps and mileage I was putting in. It, they were, they were tired. The dogs are barking. So I will say that we, um, AJ and I ran the New York City Marathon along with um, our friend Terry, and that training is about four months, and it's pretty consistent. I did come to Florida for AJ's birthday, so we did do our long runs, and I stayed a little later because I'm like, she's not doing a 20-miler unless I'm here, <laughs> so I'm sticking around till the long training is finished, um, but Run Disney, actually, they partner with Jeff Galloway. And so their training plans that are on their website are really great. And a lot of it uh, 
is about time on your feet because it's not necessarily about how far or how fast you can run. You have to be able to withstand standing and being on your feet for hours. I mean, you're in the um, corrals for at least an hour, most of the time too, before you ever start. You have to walk there. We put in a mile or two before we ever even start a race. So a lot of it is just about the time on your feet for that, for this. Yeah. And um, I followed the Galloway plan. And for those of you guys who don't know, he is a former Olympic runner who has worked with Run Disney, I think since Run Disney started over like 30 years ago. Um, And uh, we'll talk about him, I'm sure, a little bit more as far as like some of his running methods and techniques as well. But um, yeah, he came up with this running plan, this training program, and it's uploaded on the run Disney website. And that's what I use to train for dopey. So I trained for the full marathon because if I could do the full marathon, I can do a half and I can do a 10 K and I can do a five K, but those training programs are great. And they give you like a week's weekly schedule on like what you should be running during the week. Um, and some of them are not distance. A lot of them are just timed runs. They don't necessarily need you to be going as far as you possibly can. in some of these runs, they just want you to be like consistent in, um, again, being on your feet. And another thing that people trained for as well. And I saw this on a lot of like the Facebook groups, they'd run back-to-back days, which is also important because with Dopey, that is something that maybe you're not used to with your training. Maybe you're used to spreading your runs out like every other day. If you are, you know, taking on something like Dopey, it doesn't hurt to getting used to getting your feet on the pavement four days in a row. Even if you're not running the, the distances that you'll run with Dopey, getting your feet used to hitting the pavement that often, it, it makes a difference. And I think like by the end of the marathon, I know AJ and I were talking on the course about how our feet, the bottom of our feet were just like, they were killing us, you know? And, and I mean, as to be expected, we were nearing 48 miles at that point, but, um, the more that you can get your feet used to that, the better. So Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and with that, like, I know I had a, again, just a lot of people in our comments and DMS and the questions just being like, how do I do this? How do I do this? Like, I don't think I can. I don't think I can. And I'm going to say there is also something to be said for the adrenaline of the race day. Like there is something to be said for once you get there, kind of like what Nick said earlier, you're, you're finishing like you're, (laughs) it is pedal to the metal. You're like, I've gone this far. We're going to do it. And like, you don't even notice your, well, you don't notice most of your body hurting until hours afterwards when you have the chance to like come down from that high and go, oh, I just did that and my body is screaming at me and now I can't get out of the seat from breakfast because I'm glued to my seat. Um, So like, and everyone has different um, goals running Dopey or running a run Disney. Oh, that's good. We are there for the experience. It is a very different thing than going for a time. I do know that there are people out there to PR so that they can qualify for Boston. That is not what we're there for. We are doing character stops. We are riding riding rides. rides. We are getting (laughs) moonshine at the end of the race. I mean, so that has a lot to do with it. And people, many people are like, how do you run that much? We do the walk run method. It, it is a saver for your body. I, I promise you, I am 53 years old. It is so much easier than just going out and running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like, that's another thing to be said, though, too, about races in general, because I think there is a common like, 
um, conception that you're getting out there and you're running for 26 miles straight. There are not a lot of people, even some of the fastest runners that run for 26 miles straight. Like there are, there are a few at the beginning in the early corrals that definitely are getting out there and getting their time in, but it is not, not okay. I don't know if that double negative makes sense, but it is a, it is perfectly fine to get out there and do the walk run method. Like there's no, I feel like maybe there's like shame attached to that. Like these people that are like, oh, you didn't run the whole thing. It is very Every difficult. Someone asks me, what was your time? I'm like, friends, I was meeting Hercules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing about run Disney too. Like I would almost recommend, unless you're very serious into running, and if you're very serious into running, you're probably not listening to our tips on running anyways, but um, I would recommend, like, have fun with it. Like, it is a Disney experience. It is not – I everyone always says, like, don't PR a Disney race, and they say that for a reason because – I feel sad for the people who get out there and just run it and don't take the time to appreciate all of the entertainment that Disney has along the course. Like, stop and meet a favorite character. It's okay. Like, if you have established yourself far enough ahead from the pacers, enjoy the race as much as you possibly can because that's also what you're paying for. Mm -hmm. If you're wanting to go PR, pay for a race that's like not Disney. You know, there's a lot of local races that happen, I'm sure around you that you can look up and pay for and they're much cheaper than a Disney race. Like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that is how you can like get your proof of time and really work towards your running goals. Run Disney is it's just all about having a good time. I mean, it's definitely nice to get out there and challenge yourself. I'm not saying like don't push yourself because if you don't push yourself, you might not finish. <laughs> and so, um, but I, I think it's also important to like enjoy the experience as well. Like you're running through Walt Disney world. People like save their entire lives to go on to a, like a vacation to this place. And you're getting to like run through it and backstage. And there's just so many cool things to look at and see, like enjoy it. We often run the backstage areas so that we can walk and look at and enjoy every moment in the park. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we would slow our pace down significantly anytime that we would get into the parks um, because we wanted to enjoy it. So, and times, and we'll talk a little bit more about pacing and like understanding the balloon ladies and like understanding how not to get swept and like what your realistic time goals are and whatnot a little later on. Um, but a couple more things before we get to the actual race day costumes <laughs> you guys i love these okay so mama tammy and aunt terry this trip were like the queens of getting our costumes ready so i have just like a couple of brands that i want to shout out that we use very often for our race gear for our costumes and whatnot because like that is another really fun thing about the disney races as people will literally dress up as disney characters um i know a lot of other races like people will dress up in sparkles have their fun gear on but like you will literally be going around and you'll see someone in a full-blown like Yzma outfit or like you'll have all these jacked ripped dudes wearing ball gowns and tutus and it's just the funniest thing and it's so cool to like see what everyone comes up with um a lot of people do adhere to like the themes like I know on our last day of Dopey everyone was either Minnie and Mickey like we were because that they were like the main characters of that race or they were dressed as Dopey but then you'll get some wackos who like do these insane costumes and you're just like how did you have the time and the patience and how are you running in that? And it's so impressive. It's so cool. Um, so the costumes are definitely a big 
portion of that. I will say a lot of our ideas come from things like Pinterest. They'll come from things like we will go to the Run Disney accounts and like go to their tagged photos and see what other people have been running. We'll go like to the Run Disney hashtags and see what everyone else is doing. There's also a lot of companies such as like Sparkle Athletic. They're the ones that we get our sparkly visors and sparkly skirts from and a couple of our shirts as well where they have like kind of pre-made options. So they'll have visors with like a crown on it and you're like, oh, that's Tiana. Or they'll have like a skirt with, you know, polka dots on it. And you're like, oh, well, that's Minnie Mouse. So those ones are nice and easy and fairly cheap ways to create a costume. If you're like, I don't want to go get my hot glue gun and I don't want to go to Joanne's every other day. Those are great options as well. And they're very, very, very comfortable and good to run in. Like the skirts are super lightweight, super thin and super pretty. Um, The visors have a like elastic headband rather than just like a normal or excuse me, what's the word I'm looking for? Velcro visor. Um, So they're super comfortable and you hardly notice that you're wearing them. But so not only are they cute and stylish, but they're also functional. Sparkle Athletic is nine times out of 10 going to be at the expo, which we'll talk about later too. So even if you don't pre-plan your race outfits, once you get to the expo, there's going to be a million and one vendors there who are trying to show you how awesome you can look on the race course. But Sparkle Athletic is definitely a favorite of ours. Um, For the glitter... You guys, the glitter this year popped off. We've been using this brand called Unicorn Snot now for about a year, year and a half now. Um, we found them at a run Disney Expo and we're like, why the heck not? Let's try it. And it was iconic. Um, they have like this glitter, almost like a jelly consistency that you can put on as a base that is just so beautiful and reflective and just melts perfectly into your skin. It doesn't feel crusty. It doesn't dry crusty. It's not icky or thick or anything like that. It is a really good consistency. Um, and then they have loose powder glitter that you can put on top of it. So we did a lot of playing around this race season with like, we're going to put gold and pink together or like blue and pink and gold and make it like an iridescent. And they have all these different types and they are absolutely phenomenal. And like quite literally in some of my TikTok videos, it looks like I have just holographic paint on my cheek bones it was hopping they are so good um but that's unicorn snot and if you guys go to my instagram profile i do have like a little discount code with them if you guys want to check it out but their stuff is 10 out of 10 fabulous incredible we should say that it did rain and i poured rain for the half marathon um and we got home and our glitter was completely in place just as though we had just done it. And like so, no setting spray. Yeah, no nothing like that. Like I had a glittery crown on for the evil queen and all the glitter from my crown melted off, but my highlight was still in place. Let's let's just that's a testament right there. Um and then for like shoes and goos and all the little things that maybe well please don't buy your shoes before the race day. Let's start there actually. Let me back that up. Um, But we do get a lot of our shoes from this place as well as like all of our goos and waffles and just like little things that maybe we didn't want to bring in our carry-ons. Fit to Run, not only do they have a store in Disney Springs, but they also have another booth at the expo. So if you need to stock up on your goos and whatnot, that's a great place to go. And by goos, those are basically the little um, like energy, the little sustenance that you need throughout your race. You're supposed to have like one every like three miles or 30 minutes or so. Um, just to keep yourself well fed on the course, but they have a great selection over there. Um, cast members get a discount, which is super fun. I think annual pass holders mm-hmm. do too. Um, but fit to run is another great spot as well. And then for all like the miscellaneous stuff, we do a lot of like scouring TJ Maxx. We do a lot of Amazon <laughs> leggings and whatnot. Um, and I do have in my Amazon shop or shopping center, whatever, I do have like a section for Run Disney with a bunch of the outfits that we've gotten in the past. So if you're interested in checking that out, that's in my Instagram as well. Um, But that's really how we pull these costumes together because it is a lot of late nights. Like it'll be 1 a.m. before we're supposed to get up at 3 a.m. And we're like, we got to glue on the Stormtrooper helmet. Like 
you also don't really um know what the weather's going to be so we have like backup long sleeves that we can put under our shirts and um also last year the full marathon was super hot so you got to make sure you can take off a shirt if you start that way because you're in the parking lot at 4 a.m what it is at 4 a.m and what it is at 10 a.m can be very different Mm -hmm. and with that with the throwaway stuff so um, I got a lot of questions on one of my race things because I wore these like really cute Eeyore pajamas onto the course because it was so stinking cold. And everyone in my comments was like, well, you took off the Eeyore pajamas and you left them. Did you go back for them? How do you get them back? What's going on? Unfortunately, you do not get that throwaway stuff there. So please do not be wearing like your really nice Lululemon leggings um, because if you have to take them off, you either carry them with you the rest of the way or when you throw them to the side of the road, Disney will pick them up they go to like this huge industrial washer and then they get donated. So you'll never see them again. So please be careful. Go to Goodwill and grab some things. Go to TJ Maxx and grab some cheap things, but definitely make sure you have your layers. Get your Mylar and bring it with you after the first race day, but don't wear your Mylar across the start line or else your start time won't load. <laughs> like, um, So yeah, that's just like a lot of different ideas and whatnot for costuming. So I know that that's a big deal and a lot of people do get intimidated by it. Um, because you do have these people that have just been doing this for years, like jogging Jack Sparrow, who literally does the most insane hair and makeup and costume because he is Jack Sparrow for the entirety of the weekend. Not everyone has to dress up like that, but if you can, kudos to you, because that's insane. Yeah, I think like I don't have a ton to say about costumes because I lean on Mama Tammy for all of my um, costume ideas. I didn't participate with costumes this year. I had so much going on before the race. And I wanted to say that's okay, too. Like, you don't have to wear a costume to participate in these races. I wore my participation T-shirts that they give you um, when you register for every single one of the races this year. I wanted to just, like, focus on the running. This year is my first dopey, and I was like... This is where I got to be focused right now. So it's okay to not dress up too. Um, but it is fun. And I, I love seeing the creativity of the costumes. I wanted to say too real fast. I think the 5K and the 10K, you probably see the most creative costumes. Uh, those are shorter distances. So people can run farther with like that much more creativity into the, put into their costumes. But there are also rules for costumes. Um, and so if you check out the Run Disney website, they'll like outline what those specifics are because... Some of those rules have sort of changed or they've been more clarified lately. Um, So you'll want to check that out as well. Follow Disney for all of those like guidelines on what you can and cannot wear. But yeah. Good times. So do you have anything? Nope. So um, going into another question I had was resorts, like staying on property versus staying off property, what the transportation looks like if you do either of those things, like what do the resorts do for you? Um, So this time around, we did stay on property. We stayed at Saratoga Springs. And I know I put this on my TikTok, but like Saratoga Springs did so well. They had like this little runner's lounge because they have two hot tubs in their main feature pool. So they corralled one of them off to just be for runners. And they had like bananas and apples and foam rollers and tennis balls and photo spots and, you know, fresh water and this, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And it was just for runners. And I thought that was so stinking cute. And I was like taking pictures and videos. I'm like, I'm stealing this idea and taking it back to contemporary with me. Um, But I will say most of the resorts don't do a ton of special stuff just for runners, whether it be their own section, whether it be, you know, some places do like special meals where it'll be like a to-go box of like a bagel granola bar and a banana that you can pick up that way you can take it with you at 4 a.m to the corrals but there's not a ton of special things happening just for runners which is kind of unfortunate in my opinion I think there is a lot of work that can be done there my resort included so like not to not take the blame um 
But so that is like one plus though of staying on properties, you do get the transportation options. So all of the resorts have transportation, whether it be by bus or monorail to the start lines. I will say though, they are super early in the morning because they are leaving no room for error. So like the transportation can start at like 2 a.m. And even though the race doesn't start at five, most of the transportation, if you're not on the bus or the monorail by 4 a.m., like you're not going. You got to find your own transportation. So just keep that in mind. And the transportation can change at any moment. So just make sure that you are listening to your in-room phone, phone messages, and make sure you're watching your My Disney Experience app. Make sure you're talking to the front desk to like make sure you're getting all of the correct transportation guidelines. Cause it is a definitely a plus to stay on property for that kind of guaranteed transportation. But you are at the whim of the mouse at that point. So that's another issue with that. Um, I also really loved Saratoga because it was so much closer to the Epcot parking lot than some of the other resorts we've stayed at during race weekend. That mm -hmm. is a bonus for me. It is for me, I live on the West Coast and it, the hardest part about Dopey is getting up at 3 a.m. four days in a row. And the further you stay away from that, from the Epcot parking lot, the earlier you have to get up to make sure you're there. Mm -hmm. So I loved Saratoga for that. Correct. I was like, yeah. And keep in mind that there's road closures, yes. especially for the half marathon and the full marathon, because you are running up and down world drive. So for that reason, that's why like, like contemporary grand flow and all of them, they really highly recommend you take the monorail because then you don't have to be on world drive before 4am when they close down the roads. So again, just paying lots of attention to that. Cause even if you're not staying on property, if you're staying up above the magic kingdom and having to use world drive, or if you're staying, you know, off below Disney Springs, but then you need to get into the Epcot parking lot and they've cornered off some of the Epcot roadways. You have to be so careful with those road closures. You cannot just show up and think that your road's going to be open because you, you need to research that you need to make sure. Cause there was like one morning where our drive was normally like eight minutes from our room to the parking lot and they closed off the road and it turned from eight minutes to about 40 minutes which was a little nerve-wracking but luckily we left with plenty of time um and remember everyone and their mom is also trying to get there there's thousands of people trying to get there so the lines to get into the parking lot are also pretty bad so you need to account for that in your walk time and once you get into the parking lot you have to walk through security into your corral. So that's going to be like an extra 10, 15 minutes of walking and trying to figure it out. So just make sure you're giving yourself plenty of time. The last thing that you want to happen is you take too much time and then they turn your corral off and you have to go to a corral that's like below yours. That's yeah. crazy. I stayed at Coronado Springs. This is the second race weekend I've stayed there and I love Coronado Springs as well. They didn't do as much fun stuff as Saratoga did. There was no like runner's lounge or anything like that, but um, it's a very short drive from Coronado Springs to the Epcot parking lot as well. And I think that like, if you can position yourself in any, any of those resorts, it's a major win for sure. Um, and I always drive. I don't, I don't take the buses. I know they recommend you take the buses if you're staying at the resorts. Um, I just like being in control of my fate <laughs> so. we did take the bus one year and it was it was a bit of a nightmare um, yeah. yeah it was a one and done yeah. <laughs> yeah. which yeah. i know is not the normal experience like 99 point times out of or 99 times out of 10 you're gonna have a great experience like they're gonna know where they're going there's not gonna be traffic this this and that but we, we just had one bus that was so magical so fun we were about to burst <laughs> on the bus and we're like okay never again we're done no i can't do it i also like having my vehicle at the race because after the race is over i don't necessarily want to have to wait for a bus i like to be able to i mean you are going to walk a lot further but i like to be able to walk to my car and just get in and go wherever i need to sometimes we don't want to go back to our resort after the race is over a lot of times we go out to eat afterwards so we want to be able to drive to our, wherever we're going so yeah love it um 
I kind of skipped past the ex. We kind of like skipped from resorts to transportation. And that was kind of a bad chronological standpoint on my front. Um, but I want to talk about the expo super fast. So the expo happens the day before the races up until the half marathon day. And it's basically where you do your bib pickup. It's where you get your participant shirts and whatnot. It's where all the merchandise is going to be. And it's also where the third party expo people are going to be such as like sparkle athletic, like we talked about unicorn snot fit to run and all them. Um, and so the expo day is like its own little chaotic circus with that. My biggest thing is the merch. And again, Ryan Disney, if you're listening, I know you're not, but if you are, um, if you wear a size small or a size extra small or possibly a medium, maybe a large, possibly an extra large two XL and up, um, you might not have merchandise. <laughs> I don't know what it is about their supply stocking or what it is about their inventory, but it's like, it's cursed, I swear. Like we were group number like 20 something. We got into the expo like two hours after it opened. Um, because it's like a virtual queue. And so we got in there like two hours after it opened, and like most of the stuff we wanted was out in our sizes. This expo is supposed to go for four days, and you're telling me in two hours you no longer have smalls on anything? Hello? Well, apparently this year they didn't order extra small in anything. There oh. were no extra smalls at all, which is highly disappointing. Especially I mean, because the participant shirts, you can order an extra small, which again is shocking to me because it's like, you know, we give you our shirt sizes, you know, how many runners are participating that are extra small, small, medium, large, XL, like uh, whatever. How do you not account for those people? Plus the resellers, plus the fans that want to buy stuff. Like why, why? I just don't get it. I don't get it. And it's so heartbreaking. Cause like I went in, was this the second day? I don't remember. No, this was the first day I stayed behind. So we stayed and did the expo for like an hour or so. And then I stayed behind to do some filming and there was this girl like literally in tears. She's like, it's day one. How do you not have this shirt and anything, but a, it was like a medium and every other size was gone. And she was so sad. And it's just like, so, cause you spend all this money, you spend all this time. You're like, I just want a dang shirt. What the heck? So yeah, I have a bone to pick with whoever does the supply ordering for Run Disney. One thing that's interesting about the Run Disney Expo is that anybody can go. You don't have to have a bib. You don't have to be running. So there are a lot of resellers, which I get it that they want to make money, but boo to you guys. You are running the fun for the people who are actually out there doing it. We've run New York City twice and I haven't had any issues getting anything in my size. So, and why did, I don't even know why somebody not running would want the, <laughs> would yeah. want a shirt from Dobie. Because they want to sell it on eBay for $400. But why? Yeah. Those people aren't here running it. <laughs> yeah, we definitely like, that's ridiculous. Like the people that do that, I I mean, there's shame on you is what I have to say. Thank you. Shame on yeah. you. Yeah, because nice it's just not, it. it's not fair. It's not, it's not kind. They do like a virtual queue to get into that like um, shop as well. So if you, if you've ever experienced like the stress of booking a, like lightning lane or or something like that like that is what you're going to yeah that's what you're going to experience getting into the to the expo but it is it flies off the shelves i went the first day i my group just so happened to be before um aj and and mama tammy's group and so i got in there um and i grabbed things that i knew that they would probably want and just kind of sat in a corner and waited for them to get into the group it wasn't that much longer but it took a little bit took a little while it took a while because like we were group whatever and it said that our 
like the expo opened up at like 10 let's say and it said our group was supposed to be called by 11 our group didn't get called till like 12 30 because again it's like an experience everyone's in there for like at least an hour trying to like go through all the different merchandise because there's merchandise for every single race you have the 5k the 10k the half the full you also have the run disney specific merchandise you also have the like marathon weekend general merchandise um so it's it's a it's a deal there's a lot of merch to go through and to like you're kind of walking around and seeing everyone with their merch on the side as they're like trying stuff on in a corner and you're like Hey, are you going to get that? Can I can I steal that? Oh, 1000%. <laughs> or they weren't even trying it on because I was walking around with my basket and people saw what I had in my basket and they were literally coming up and like touching my basket being like, is this yours? And I was like, well, I'm yes, it. It, is it, is <laughs> <laughs> it is in my hand and I am walking around with it. But, the, but people and it's sad. It's sad that like people have to be so desperate to get something in their size. Because I'm not going to lie, Dopey is a big deal. That is why I was so eager to get in there and get the Dopey merch because it was my first Dopey. And I wanted to get like everything that I could to like commemorate that. And it's sad for the people who also were running their first Dopey or just running Dopey in general who didn't get the opportunity to purchase any of the Dopey merch. You guys didn't get to like get a lot of the Dopey merch because by the time you got in there, everything was gone. Yeah. I bought a large um, tank top that I'm going to go home and see if I, ha- I have a friend who sews and see if she can make yeah. it with me. But you shouldn't have to do that. Like you shouldn't have to buy a size no. that that's that's much bigger than yours. And also like, yeah, yeah, it's just I'm a bummer. Be- it's it's chaos for yeah. sure. But I'm going to be really ticked if I see that in Cast Connections in like two months. They're going to be like, oh, the shipment just came in. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it's 2024. How are we solving these problems? Yeah. Um, but with that, there are a lot of other small shops and stuff as well that do really cool Run Disney merchandise. I think more people should hop into that Run Disney bandwagon because they make dang good money. Like if you have seen the Zippity DTs, which if you've gone to the expo, I'm sure every other person there is wearing one of the Zippity DTs. Um, they make incredible Run Disney merchandise. A lot of it is very like characteristic, like honestly mom's wearing a shirt right now so i'm gonna describe it it has like it's super cartoony and cutesy it has like the running shoes and the bib and dopey's outfit and it says like 48.6 on it they're so cute they're so fun and colorful and everyone and their mom was wearing it at the run disney expo so again that's zippity dts if you're looking for just like small shop stuff their stuff is incredible and they're also ran by two super amazing humans so shout out to them um, but yeah, and so like we said at the expo, you also get your bib number and that's where you also find out what corral you're in. One thing to note, as we kind of found out with Nick, is there's not really a way to make your corral go up. For instance, all three of us, actually all five of us, because Bethany and Preston were also in our corrals. We were in C and Nick got put into F and we were like begging and pleading, like, please let him come into our corral. And they were like, no, yeah. he as a solo person cannot come up to C but all five of you could go to F. <laughs> we were like, no. No, yeah, no. If Rules are rules, but like, it's yeah. not. <laughs> be, very, um, be very intentional about what you select for your anticipated finish time is all that I have to say when you're registering. Be very intentional about that because I was told by runner relations that that is how they determine um, what corral. I even asked because I've ran run Disney races before. And I said, do you guys not use the timing for those? And she said, no, it's all about what you select in registration in terms of like your anticipated finish time. So be very intentional with that. Um, and your, your corral placement will follow suit and a corral placement is very, it can make or break your race in some ways because it adds a lot of stress to you because they were in C and I was in F First of all, Sea Corral this year was massive. It was like nine waves of runners, which is a lot of people. Um, and so 
when you're starting that much further behind your friends, it's a bummer because you have to work that much harder to catch up to them, but also keeping in mind that you're not going to burn yourself out in the first mm -hmm. few miles of a 26 mile race. And so, and then it adds stress being in those last corrals because you're starting with the balloon lady. So you're starting with the pacers. You don't have a lot of like wiggle room in terms of like how much more, you know, you have to, to put ahead of the course in order to stay away from those pacers at the end of the race. So just be very, that's all I got to say. Be very intentional about what you select when you're registering for your anticipated finish time. That's a nice way to put that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. And like, again, your the race time you put is never going to be the one that you actually finish at unless you are going for time. Like we run like a 545 marathon and we finished in seven hours and 45 minutes. Cause no, we were 717. Okay. 717. My bad. The whole 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. but cause we're but, doing rides, we're doing right character stops we're doing this this and that so it's not they're not gonna like come for you if you if you don't finish in the time that you tell them that's all i'm gonna say um but yeah and then kind of talked about this already i briefly okay so we're gonna start getting into actual race day and i touched on this briefly so i'm just gonna touch on it one more time um be very mindful of the times that your corral opens up as well as the times that they close give yourself plenty of time if your corral closes at 4 30 let's say i don't think any of them close that early but let's pretend you're an elite runner and you're an a and it closes at 4 30 um you should be in that parking lot no later than like 5 45 in my opinion give yourself plenty of time to get into the parking lot get through security walk to your corral walk around go to the bathroom get your pre-race poops out of the way like you gotta <laughs> give yourself plenty of time yeah. Um, you said 545. I think you meant 345. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that just doesn't feel like a real time. It's so <laughs> um, I I personally like, and I, I think we dif we differ on this in terms of race day. I like getting <laughs> there. <laughs> See, <laughs> just in general. <laughs> um, I like getting there early. Like I want to be at the race early. I enjoy going to potentially meet some of, they have characters usually like at the pre-race party. I like maybe waiting in line for one of those characters. Usually those lines are shorter than they are after the race is over. Um, so I like jumping in one of those lines. I like the energy. I like the hype. I love the DJ playing music. Um, I like getting to see and talk to people. I get to those races. I was there probably around 3.15 every morning mm -hmm. this year. <laughs> well, we were not even awake at 3.15. And I knew, I knew as soon as I would pull up to the pre-race party, I'd be like, all right, AJ's probably waking up right now. <laughs> like, it's true. It's it true. is true. And that's okay. Like, it's everybody's preference when it comes to that. If you don't care to miss the pre-race party, that's fine. But mm -hmm. also keep in mind and be mindful of the fact that you don't want to push it too far because you don't want to be... The last thing that you need is to be super stressed out, booking it from the parking lot through security to get to your corral. And then you get to your corral and you your heart rate is already super elevated because then what you're going to have to do is you're just going to stand there and wait. And so it's like, and I, I, yeah, and be anxious. Mm -hmm. And you don't want you don't want that on your race day experience. You want to be able to like within reason, whatever you feel most comfortable with, but but like methodically get to your to your corral and just be ready to go. So. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And with that, like, we also don't find it important to be at the very front of the corral. Nick mentioned earlier that corral C had like nine or 10 waves. We were wave number 10. Um, meanwhile, I know, especially for Nick's case, he was in such a later corral that it was really important for him to be as close as possible. That way he wasn't truly starting with the balloon ladies. So just keep that in mind too, because you have people that are genuinely getting there hours before you. So if it's really important for you to be at the very front of your corral, maybe you need to be showing up early too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. So other than that, did y'all have anything else to add for corrals and start times before we get into the 
last bit. I wanted you. to add this. This is jumping back to Expo. And I don't know if you, maybe you guys already said this and I blanked and I apologize if you did. But you do get your bib at Expo. Your bib will have your corral number on it. That's when you find out what your corral is. You won't know that until you pick up your bib. Um, and then also, as a part of registration, you get a participation shirt that you can pick up at the Expo um, at a different location. But you take your bib to that location, pick up your participation shirt. If you're doing dopey, they give you one for each race. So you walk away with a bag of six shirts, which honestly, I think that's a pretty good deal. Like you're getting a medal, you're getting a shirt. Um and then also, if you got a size that doesn't fit you, they do have a booth that you can take that shirt to. And if there's other sizes available, you can like swap t-shirts. I know that that's come in handy for me in the past. I always get it larger than I anticipate because sometimes those shirts run small. Um, but yeah, those are just quick note on that. I know people asked me when I posted on my story, like all of the shirts that I had. Um, and they're like, you bought all of these? And no, those are participation shirts that they're given to you for the races that you register for. So anyways. There are also women's shirts and men's shirts. Correct. Yeah. They have women's sizes and men's yeah. sizes. Cool beans. All right, my friends. Well, let's get into the 5K real quick. So the 5K is 3.1 miles, and it is the only race that is not timed. It's also the only race where um, children can participate, too. I want to say there is, like, an age limit. Like, it's, what, five and up or something like that? I think, so. I think it's, like, five and up. Um, no strollers, nothing like that. Um, obviously, wheelchairs and whatnot are acceptable, but they don't allow strollers or <laughs> – child leashes so keep that in mind um but it's the only one that's not timed which is really nice and with that you'll see that they do a couple of character stops there's usually like six or seven let's say and those character lines are going to be crazy long because people know that they can wait and wait and wait and wait and not get in trouble for it because there's no balloon ladies to come and sweep them um so Usually the character stops correspond with the race theme as well. For this year, they were kind of doing like a spin on the 100th anniversary. So they were doing like characters from each decade. So we got like the 20s, 30s, and 40s for the 5K, which was pretty cool. There's also some really scary ones. Like we saw the Big Bad Wolf and I actually hated that mm -hmm. so much. <laughs> um, but it's kind of cool because like most of the races, you can kind of guesstimate who is going to be on the course for your character experiences. Some of them are just completely random and you're like, who the heck is that? Or you're like, I had no idea you were going to be here, which is pretty fun. Um, But for the 5K, that is definitely one. Like we walk pretty much the whole thing unless we're in like a throng of people and we need to get out of them. Because again, we we have 45 more miles to go after that. We don't need to spend our legs for a 5K. Um, But you can definitely walk it. I had a lot of people asking if that was okay, if you'd get pulled off the course. But again, as like you can, it's the only one that's not timed. Go for it. Make that your run Disney goal. Like walk the whole thing. It's a good time, though. The 5K is cute. And there's a lot of really cute costumes with, like, the kids and whatnot. Like, this year we saw, we were walking with pretty much the whole time, this group that had, like, five or six kids in little Dalmatian onesies. And then the parents were, like, the two um, henchmen and Cruella and this, this, and that. And it was so cute. And all the little kids were just, like, running around everyone else in their little Dalmatian costumes. It was precious it was so and it was cute. awesome it felt like like i don't know just like a bunch of puppies like running around you on a regular <laughs> basis it was so cool <laughs> precious um and again another thing with like kind of going back to you don't run these for time nobody else's really either and so um just making sure with your runner etiquette there's going to be children on the course there's going to be people, people who are walking don't get all pissy when you're in a throng of a million people because you're in a huge wave and now you can't get around everyone just enjoy the moment hang out, enjoy the costumes. There's no need to be pushing and shoving and losing your mind at these races, especially the 5k. Like everyone's there for a good time. 
and like give the kids the space to have a great time too. Like this right. is their opportunity to run a race with their parents. I know Luke ran the 5k at wine and dine in November and he loved every second of it. And it was so much fun to get to experience that with him, like being on the course, even just going to expo with Luke, him getting his bib. Like he felt so cool and so official. He's like, yeah, I got a bib. And like, it's just fun. <laughs> it's, it's fun to be able to watch the kids have that experience because a lot of the times the kids are just spectating. They're cheering on their parents. They're cheering on, you know, family members that like are running and participating in the races. And so when they get to have their own personal experience with it, it's really cool to watch. And they get to feel a sense of accomplishment, getting that medal at the end as well. So, so yeah. and your kindness could be creating a lifelong, you know, Absolutely. habit for these children. Yeah. Of, of like staying active and moving and, yeah. you know, taking care of their health. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else for the 5k though? I feel like that touches on it pretty well. That's really the only difference between the, obviously then the mileage, the 5k and the 10k half and full 5k is pretty much all of inside the parks, which is nice. Um, and it's not timed. I will say the 5k is probably the race that, that fills up the fastest at registration. So if you're trying to just do the 5k, get ready because there are so many people that are just wanting to do the 5k because they want to, they want that like taste of run Disney Mm -hmm. um, and they, they book up very quickly. So. All right. And then for the 10k, the half and the full, I'm going to talk about them kind of as like a group, except for the full, we'll talk about rides and drinks and whatnot and the fun stuff that you can do during the full later. Um, But let's get into the most asked about question and the most talked about topic, the balloon ladies. (laughs) Like, I love using the balloon ladies as like a hook in my videos because people are like, what the heck? What's a balloon lady? Why are you so scared of them? Why are you running away from them? What is happening? And it's just like, it's a very foreign concept because for most races, these are just the sweepers. So the balloon ladies, here's the dealio. They are the pacers at the very, very end of the race. They are the last people to start the race and they walk, run, jog, whatever it may be, a 16 minute mile. And they keep that pace for the entirety of the race. Now, Like I said, they're the very last people to start. So if they get to the point where they are crossing you and you fall behind them, they are usually pretty good. Like the pacer groups that kind of go with them, the bikers and whatnot, they'll be like, okay, can you catch up to them in like the next five minutes? Can you catch up to them? Can you, you know, up your pace a bit? Because as long as you can stay in front of them or with them, you're good to go. But if you fall behind them for too long, or if you just say, no, I can't do it, I have to get out, then you're pulled from the course. Um, So it's a, There are a lot of people who do these races, though, knowing that they're not going to finish. So I don't want that to be a deterrent. There are a lot of people who have gone through injuries, have gone through, you know, are postpartum and know that they can't physically do this, but still want to try. There are people who are like, I'm just here for the fun of it. I want to go meet characters. And if I get pulled, whatever. So, like, don't let the fear of being pulled deter you from doing any of these things. Um, it's not, it's not scary. The balloon ladies are the nicest humans. They are so, so, so sweet. The guest relations cast members that offer or that operate like the buses and whatnot, once you get pulled are so, so kind and encouraging. It's not like a, oh, you didn't finish. Oh, you didn't do this. Better luck next year. Like they are the kindest, most supportive people. So like, don't let that be a deterrent to not do it, but it is something to be cognizant about because a lot of people do go in there and want to finish. Um, a funny story from us last year at the 10 K we were doing our thing you know keeping up our pacing we were stopping at all these character stops having a grand old time we were at i think like mile four at this point out of six at the yacht club kind of rounding to a boardwalk and we noticed that there's these bikers all around us and we didn't really think anything of it until the bikers started screaming the balloon ladies are two minutes behind you the balloon ladies are two minutes behind you and like you can tell that all of us everyone in that section like was not paying attention to the time because all of a sudden everyone is like busting out of the lines to meet characters 
and we're sprinting, trying to get as far away from the balloon ladies as possible. And then there's this amazing picture. Like we sprinted from basically boardwalk all the way to France. And at France, there's like this photo of us looking over the like bridge and whatnot towards boardwalk to see if we can find the balloon ladies. <laughs> Cause we were like, we're not getting swept. Shoot. So it is like, it's something that don't stress yourself out too much to the point where you're not enjoying the race, but also be very cognizant of their time. I had a lot of people asking me how we track the balloon ladies. There used to be this like Twitter um, account that would track them for you. And they would say, okay, the balloon ladies are crossing the 5k in two minutes, or the balloon ladies are now at yacht club or this, this, and that, that Twitter account, no, or X account, whatever no longer exists. So there are a couple of other ways. Um, someone had gotten their bib number and was tracking them on a bib tracker, which I thought was genius. But again, you need to find the balloon ladies to get their bib number in the first place. Um, another way we did it was just like math. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It sounds weird, but we found someone who started in F and was like, yep, the balloon ladies crossed at 553. And in my head, I'm like, okay, 553, they do a 16 minute mile. This is where they should be at now. This is where we're at now. This is how many miles we have left. And like, you're just doing that mental math. Like the amount of times when we were in the full marathon where I'm going, and then there was a part in Animal Kingdom where we passed them. So we saw them cross mile marker. I want to say that's like 14. And so for me, I was like, okay, we crossed them at 1045. If that was mile <laughs> marker 14, then at, you know, 1101, they're going to be at mile marker 15. And then at 17, and I'm like literally sitting in line at Tower of Terror doing the math to figure out how many miles we have between <laughs> us and them. <laughs> And when she pa- says pass them, we were going one direction. They were oh, coming yes. the other way. Yeah. We, didn't we, pass were, them. we were, they, we were like exiting. A street. They were going yeah. up and we were going down. Yeah. But it was funny because we would be running together and we can get more into this in our, our little Patreon exclusive episode as we go through like the details of our races. But um, we would be running together and AJ would just be like calculating all of this math. And we're at like mile 22. And she's like, so precisely they're at blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, girl. I'm just trying to focus on 30 second run, 30 second walk right now. Like, what are you doing? Like, you've got to stop. Y'all, I was determined because once you get to like mile 20 and above, well, also like mile 15, there's Everest and whatnot, but we'll touch on that later. Um, <laughs> once you get to like 20 and above, that's where you really start hitting up all the rides and the drinks and the food opportunities and whatnot. So like, I was just like so gung-ho on, I, once we figured out where they were, I was like, we need to put as much space between us and them as possible in these boring, long roadways. Because, like, when you're going down World Drive and whatnot, I don't care about slowing down and meeting characters. Like, if there's a short line, we'll do it. But, like, I want to spend all my time waiting for rides. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be walking. And Excuse you. I want. I don't want to be walking on World Drive. Like, let's go. Um, so it's definitely a mental game. But, again, it wasn't to the point where we were, like, stressing out and, like, crying and freaking out. I know um, there was a friend that we met this weekend who was so, so nervous because it was their first race and practically sprinted the entire thing. And I don't know if they got to enjoy everything, but I think that anxiousness of the balloon ladies and of getting swept does alter and kind of like for the worst, a lot of people's perception of what they think they need to do. Like my dad, when we did the (laughs) half marathon, he was having nightmares about like <laughs> literally waking up having nightmares <laughs> like he had not been training he, well yeah so that's his let's own start thing. there <laughs> but then like we did this half marathon and this man sprinted the first like seven miles oh my like, gosh he lived, yeah. it was like yeah. i've never seen this man run in my life slow down <laughs> it's hard it's hard because like it's it's something that you definitely need to pay attention to because it could i mean it's it's a real thing like when we were running out of animal kingdom and we saw the balloon ladies entering into animal kingdom um we saw people that were behind the balloon ladies that bikes were pulling up next to them saying like, Hey, mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know if you're going to be able to make like, what, like, how are you feeling? Where are you at with this? Are you going to be able to get ahead of them? 
And some of them were like, no, I'm not going to be able to do it. And that's heartbreaking. Like, it's heartbreaking to see. But also, you know, kudos to them. I mean, they were at mile 14. That is huge. Like, that is such an accomplishment in and of itself. They ran past the half marathon marker. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I just think like it, it's something to pay attention to. It adds, it, it, it contributes to your race experience. But um, it's, you know, they're not also like, you should not be having nightmares about them. Correct. <laughs> but if you're like us and you're looking, we had very specific things we wanted to do. So we knew we needed X amount of time at the end. And that's kind of the hard part is because we needed to make sure we were, you know, far enough that we could enjoy the things we want to in those last five or six miles. Yeah. That that becomes the real math there is, <laughs> can we do this? Can we wait in a line? Are the rides going to be, you know, run friendly, you know, or even you know, the drink lines. So that yeah. that's where that really comes really into play. Correct. Which is why figuring out your pacing and training is so important too. I mean, even just trying to like, if you're trying to run with your friends and you get put in different corrals, I had to pay attention to my pacing, just trying to catch up to AJ and mom and Tammy at the beginning of the race. I wanted to book it, but I didn't want to exhaust myself. And so all of that, like the balloon ladies really just make you pay attention to your pacing, which is really important when you're running. So. I'm actually super impressed with you and that you came out pretty unscathed. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't know how I caught you, but I did it. Because <laughs> so. for the um the half half, LOL, that one, <laughs> we were at like mile marker two, I want to say, because we stopped for like the first two characters and you caught up to us and it was perfect because like the first two or the first characters that we wanted to see took a really long time. But then for the real marathon, we were kind of like, okay, we'll see you at Animal Kingdom, like mile 14. Yeah. And then we weren't even a magic kingdom. It was like mile six. And you're like, Hey guys, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we were, we were in magic kingdom. And I was, I, this is another thing, little quick tip you can do share your location with each other. If you're put into different corrals, but I had been tracking AJ's location and I was in magic kingdom. I had just, just run down main street, said it, hello to the family. I was like, main street is like your brain just melts because you're just like, Oh my gosh, I'm running down main street USA right now. And I, I got to Tomorrowland. I looked at my phone and AJ was back on main street. And I was like, where the heck were they? How did I miss them? Wait, how did this happen? We stopped <laughs> and got trash bags to try and stay <laughs> Wisdom, <laughs> wisdom. Oh my but yeah. So anyways, um, pacing is huge when it comes to like paying attention to the balloon ladies for sure. Yeah, Pacing. And then I'm going to, transition that into fueling so further on disney races this year they were way better at having water stops um they had like one pretty much every mile every two miles but i will say for traditional races the water stops kind of differ i will say it's more like every four or five miles and for food um last year i think they only had one food stop and it was like gummies this year they had a bunch of banana stops they had a bunch of gummy stops but like don't rely on the race to provide you with your water to provide you with your fuel um, if you can get a runner's belt, like one of the little kangaroo belts or something like that, and you're stocking up on the waffles, if you're like the gels, the what you're not like have all of those with you. I definitely overpacked my food for this race, but it ended up working out because I'm usually really bad at fueling. But because I had so much on me, I was like, I need to get rid of all this. My pack is heavy. So I was eating like a goo every mile or two or three. And I felt so good throughout the whole race. I was never starving. By the time we got to lunch, I was starving. And I think that by that point, because when we were in New York City, I was not hungry at all afterwards. And I think it's because I literally starved my body and it was like, fine, I'm shutting down. Like, <laughs> But because I was actually actively fueling, my body was like, you're doing so good. I want more fuel. Like you need to replenish. You're doing great. Yeah, and you're that's... not just eating to like keep yourself from being hungry. It actually fuels your muscles. And if you've ever seen people who are like having horrible muscle cramps, that can come from not fueling. 
Yeah, it's so important. And the bananas are a quick shot of potassium, which your body needs as it's running through these courses. Mm -hmm. And also at the water stops, get both the Powerade that they have for you and the water because your body needs the electrolytes that the Powerade can provide, but it needs the hydration for sure from the water as well. So all of it. And shout out to Run Disney for using bottled Powerade yeah. and not the power powder in the big jugs because that was, that was on point. It's so much better. Yeah. New York City uses the powder and it's like you'd run up to the Powerade stop and get so excited and you would look down and it would be the lightest color yellow. Yeah. It's like, no. or you There are no electrolytes in this. Right? Yeah, or it would right. be the opposite. It was like the stark yellow and you're like, this is 90% powder and I'm going to love it. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, your body needs it, though. That's important to pay attention to, especially for those long distance runs, like the half and the full. You just feel your body. And we were sharing. We were open up, opening up packets of waffles, and we were like, who, who wants, wants a piece? Take <laughs> yeah. so. a waffle. Correct. Oh, and for non-runners, those are actually like a running waffle. They're like a little flat stroop waffle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want Belgian yeah, waffles. You, you, we're not, like, we're not, eating, we're not eating Mickey waffles on the, on the course for they're sure. They're like the size of your palm though and they're delicious. Yeah. One of the brands that a lot of people use is called Stinger Waffles if you want yes, to write that they down. they also have really good gummies that I love. Like they're um, caffeinated gummies. Yeah. Um, the sport beans are also really fun. They're like a jelly bean texture. Um, what is the one? I'm trying to look. There's a there's another brand. What is it called? The gels, the, the Marin Marin gels. I didn't think I was gonna like them because I'm a big like sweet girl. I like things flavored, but I couldn't get past the gels. The gels just had like a weird consistency for me. But the Marin ones are quote unquote not flavored, but it tastes like pure sugar. I love them. They're so good. Um, <laughs> but definitely take your training to find which gels, which fuel, which stuff is going to work for you. That way you don't get onto the race course and put something in your body that your stomach's going to be like, what the heck? Yeah. I, I wake up race day and I have a banana in the morning and I have a stinger waffle and then I, I'm ready to go. I don't drink coffee on race day. A lot of people do. I don't know how they do it. My, I, I have coffee every single morning in my regular life, but if I drink coffee, it, it moves the bowels. And so right. that's not something that I want to happen. You already have your pre-race jitters. You don't need your coffee. <laughs> like you don't need all this. No, like, no, it really like you, you want to make sure your stomach is also taking care of her race day as well. And so, um, yeah, I skip coffee and I do get caffeine. So I drink, uh, liquid IV has like an energizer packet. I drink that every morning, the morning of race day. So I'm still getting my caffeine jolt, which I will need to run 26 miles, but I avoid coffee at all costs on race day until after the race is over. So there you go. All right. Um, what else? Okay. I want to talk about character stops real quick. Cause I made a comment in one of my TikToks where I was like, I hear Hercules is up here. I'm going to sprint up and see if I can find him. And people were like, how did you know? So there's two ways that you can quote unquote here. Um, the one that I physically did with the Hercules stop, you could hear the music. So like zero to hero was playing and I could hear it as we were rolling up. And I'm like, usually if you hear the music for that specific character, it's kind of alluding to the fact that that character is going to be meeting up ahead. Um, they'll also have like props. Maybe they'll have movie screens playing movies. And if it's like Lilo and Stitch, then you can kind of assume that Lilo or Stitch is going to be meeting within like the next half mile. But they do kind of give you warnings and you'll... It's, it's a little hard to describe, but it's easier once you get there. Like, again, zero to hero. I could hear it from, like, a quarter mile away. So I started sprinting up there, and sure enough, there was a line to meet Meg and Hercules, which was insane. Um, So that's nice because you're not always having to, like, you don't have to just hop in line and just hope it's a character. Like, usually the lines, if they're super long, run up ahead, see who it is, gauge if you actually want to meet with them or not, get back in line. The character stops are not like your traditional in the park, like, you know, one to three minute 
interactions, it is five seconds per group. I kid you not. They literally go, give me your phone, take the picture, go. And there are photo pass people there, which is nice, but then they also have attendants that will take your phone and take pictures on your regular camera as well. But it's literally like a hop in, hop out. You don't even really get to say hi to the characters. So that is one thing to keep in mind. Um, if you're dressed like them, typically there's a little more leeway to have like more of a 15 second interaction to be like, oh, I love your costume, blah, 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 blah. But like they mean business there. They want you in and out, in and out. Like, because they have a huge line of people that are trying to get it too. And a lot of people asked if doing character stops means your time pauses. That is not the case. The balloon ladies do not do character stops. They are going to keep going. So you have to keep going. So just because you're in a character stop, the balloon ladies can still sweep you. So keep that in mind. Um, for the 5K, obviously there were like lines that were like 40, 50 minutes long to meet characters because it's not timed. However, most of the people, like I think the longest line we waited in was probably Hercules and it was probably a 15 minute line, which again is a one mile marker for the balloon ladies because they do a 16 minute mile. So again, just being super cognizant of where you're spending your time. That's not to scare or deter anyone from doing a character stop, but just be cognizant of it. You know, like if it's I'm going to take like a random character. Let's say it's Stitch. I, I love Lilo and Stitch. Don't get me wrong. I can find a way to meet him later on. Or he's just not that big of a deal to me. So I'm not going to spend, you know, two, three minutes doing that when I could be two, three minutes ahead to find another character that I really want to do. And photo pass literally takes one photo. Correct. Yeah. So when you get in there, look at the people, be on your game. Yeah, be ready to they're, go. they're doing one photo and they're done. So which is what they should do. Like yes. you guys be courteous to the people that are in line as well. It's not a, it's not a meet and greet. It's a quick right. photo and move on. I did see like run Disney is, is having their races over at Disneyland this weekend. And I was watching coverage from the 5k and the photo pass photographers there for the 5k were taking multiple photos, checking the photos. Um, and that slows the line down so much. So people are not going to get the opportunity to meet the characters they want to meet because it's, it's not, it's a quick, here we are. Smile. Make sure your bib can be seen, which Correct. is really important uh, to note. Make sure your bib can be seen by any photo that you're taking, because that is how you're going to get your photos later in the My Disney Experience app. Don't you'll wear plug... your photo on your back. Don't wear your bib on your back. Yeah, like... you'll plug in your code and it'll be your bib number. And that's how they track your photos down. Yeah, so... Don't wear your photo or your bib <laughs> on a jacket either. Mark did that. And when he took it off his jacket and wrapped it around him, he ended up with no photos. I spent over an hour on the phone with a very nice photo pass person that helped us find his photos. Huge yeah. mistake on our part. Yeah. Just wear it, wear it on your shirt, wear it on your whatever shorts. part of your costume. If you're wearing a, a bag, like a belt, I wear it on my belt sometimes, but I'm making sure that that it's always in the front of when yeah. I'm running. So. And they do have like most race bibs, they have like the whole punches in each corner. So highly recommend having at least one safety pin or Bib board is that what it's called? Boards. Bib board is another company that we buy stuff from. They have like little bib snap things that are really good. Um, but having two at the top and at least one at the bottom, that way it doesn't fly in the wind, so you don't lose your bib number. Um, but yeah, which also means you get everyone else's bib number, which is pretty funny. So like, if you're taking a running photo and there's ten people, all ten of those people will be getting that same photo, which is really funny. So you yeah. can the back <laughs> left corner, like sneezing into your arm, and they're, if they can see your bib number, they're gonna tag you in it. <laughs> Which is pretty my awkward. My awkward jumping photos are on so many other people's my Disney experience. <laughs> I had a bunch of people sending me photos on Instagram being like, you're in my race photo. <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Embarrassing. Yeah. So, correct. Um, but with that though, so again, with PhotoPass, not only do they have the character stops, which are going to be a lot on the roadways. Um, they do not do the running PhotoPass on the roadways. They'll only really do that in the parks and like the picturesque places, which like is whatever. I wouldn't mind having a couple more running 
especially for the races like um the half marathon where they're mostly on roadways it would be nice to have more photo pass people on like world drive and whatnot um but in the parks and whatnot you will see these giant bright lamps that are like 10 feet in the air and shining down and blinding you if you are being blinded just assume there's a camera there too so smile at the light go towards the light um <laughs> like there nine times out of ten there's going to be a photo pass person they are wearing bright green they are in these bright green tents um you'll know when you see them even at the expo they have like people out there showing you what the photo pass areas are going to look like that way you don't run through the whole course and be like oh my gosh i wasn't paying attention at all um so like if you see those bright lights again that's just going to be photo pass for you a couple of things of etiquette, though. Again, like we said, make sure your bib number is showing for at least one person in your group. Um, if you have a large group, I will say we were guilty of this. At one point, we had like a group of like five or six and we were trying to all get in photos together. And one, that's just kind of impossible because of the range of the lenses that they have. They are meant for more like two or three people at a time. Um, but also it was really hard to kind of determine how to get a photo with everyone without getting into other people's ways. Um, and also don't be running in front of people. Everyone kind of does this thing where like, when you realize there's a photo pass up ahead, everyone stops and they start walking or they slow down and everyone's trying to find their bubble where they're not too close to the person in front of them, but also not too close to the person behind them. And you kind of find your spot and you continue past the photo pass. This is not a stop. It is not a moonwalk, slow, taking your time. You still continue your way past the photo pass people. That is the etiquette. If you are running all around and blitzing through people getting their photo pass, shame on you. Like me and this one lady, and I kid you not, for the half marathon, um, which we'll talk about in the Patreon episode, it got cut down to a half half marathon. And with that, because of the weather, they pulled all of the photo pass except for one place. It was this the one breezeway where Club Cool is. That was the only photo pass area. And this lady sprinted around our left side, straight in front of the photo pass person, and was just like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Girl, we have been walking this whole time. You are not making any sort of PR. There was no point for that. And literally, <laughs> you're not even making a half marathon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she sprinted around us. It was just so rude. And like, if she wanted her time in photo pass, great. Stay behind us. We are in front of you at this point. Once you get that close, like the, once you get within like 50, 20, 15 feet of photo pass, where you are is where you should be. Don't be shuffling around because then you're going to ruin the photo for someone else. Um, so our photos are literally of her in front of us and us in the background giving her this dirty look like, what the heck? You just ruined our one photo <laughs> spot. It was quite literally the only one that they had. Um, so just like etiquette with that. Don't be getting up in everyone else's business. Don't be doing the airplane arms. I I say that and some of you who follow some of these run Disney people can see all the airplane arms. Do not be putting your arms out to the side and covering up other people's faces and bib numbers. That is just rude. You can put your <laughs> arms straight up. That's totally fine. I do that all the time. Or like little jazz hands out in front of your chest. But like, don't be doing the airplane arms. That's rude. My um, go-to is always the peace sign. It's <laughs> a very funny. Um, I'm not sure which facebook page it's on but they're they call it the mike wiskowski where somebody's <laughs> hand is right in front of their face <laughs> so people just post those over and over and that's over that's hilarious so funny because there's so many of them that actually would be a really funny costume to have someone dress up as mike wazowski and just like every single photo have your hand <laughs> uh, costume ideas baby um but yeah so just like etiquette with that and there's going to be other photo pass spots well not for the half half that was a special occurrence don't take that take that with a grain of salt. Um, but there's going to be other photo occurrences. So if you don't get a good one, don't be stopping. You can, I guess, run back if you really feel that needed, but, um, and just be careful with some of the th options that you choose to do, such as like jumping, please don't break your ankle. 
it was wet. We tried to jump. We almost died. Um, Yeah, like, be very, be very careful, especially if you're doing dopey because you have more races to run. So, correct. And your legs get heavy. You don't actually yes, know how heavy they are until you try to take off. jump. Yeah. And you're like, oh, <laughs> there was one I did that was like a fake jump. I just went up onto my tiptoe and like pushed my knee up in the sky. Like, yeah, like as if I was jumping because I was like, I'm not making it off the ground. I'm so sorry, friends. No. Um, but just being super mindful, have your Yeah, head. etiquette is etiquette is important too. Like if you are running, if you decide to walk, it's always good to get to like the right side of the course. If you're going a little faster, you're going to be on the left side of the course. That's something that they say, like stay to the right if you're slowing down. Um, one of the run Disney moves, which was in one of our reels and TikToks that we posted was you raise your hand up in the air and you say walk just so that you're like, not just stopping in front of other people. Um, it's just rude like it's it's hard it's so, like we said your legs get so heavy and it's not even easy to stop running sometimes Correct. like i know like in the marathon towards the end it was like oh like <laughs> I it's would hard be putting to walk my hand up to like signal that I'm walking and then I'd be like running an extra 10 steps because I could not slow my legs down. <laughs> like, yeah like yeah my legs so are just like, nope. it's mindful to like signal when you're about to walk if you are doing the walk run method and then also get to the right so that those that are running have the opportunity to get past you and they're not having to like weave in and out of runners or walkers the entire time. Yeah, So. although there are some places like, again, it's all just like, read the room, read the area. Like, for instance, the walkway between Hollywood Studios and Boardwalk is really small. And some of the rampways are really small. A lot of the roadways, it's a one lane, like they're really tiny. So yes, keep your time, but be very cognizant of the people around you that are walking and whatnot. And don't be pushing and shoving and yelling and screaming at everyone to get out of your way. Like maybe that's just the time you walk then. Or like there was one, we were going up a ramp and everyone else was running. So like we weren't gonna stop running because we would just mess up the flow of everyone else. So we just ran up the ramp. Yeah, Like, just pay attention to what's going absolutely. on around you. And then there's places where the, the course opens significantly and you don't have to stress like slowing down to walk because there's They can not go around anybody you. behind you. Yeah, exactly. So just paying attention to those things. But it's something <laughs> that like you wouldn't think about unless you've done it before. So. Correct, yeah. And I know a lot of people do get very up in arms about the walkers on the ride or this, this, and that. And it's like, sometimes you just got to be nice and be able to adjust and read the room, Right. up and flow Yeah. with the flow of traffic. It's Um, okay. but yeah, everyone else is there to have the same goal and like same experience that you are. So there's no reason to get all petty and mad if someone's not running their race the way that you are. And that's, that's really important. Everyone is there and everyone is doing the same 26 miles or 13 miles. We ran past somebody and a man said, they're just fun runners. They're not real marathoners. And I was like, okay, one, we've done New York, but two, we're doing the same amount of miles that you are. How does that Right. make us Right. different? And by the way, we're at the same point. Yeah. So you're obviously fun running too. And I was just like, wow, like, do And not when I'm in corral F, I look at them and I'm like, mm, you're in corral B and I'm in corral F. How do we meet each other here? That's funny. <laughs> I mean, just do not let people's <laughs> nasty attitudes get you because, no, have fun. yeah, Yeah. definitely. The Well, miles get long. correct. Yeah. In the Patreon episode, we'll have to talk about this lady that we met at Riviera last year. She might be one of the worst humans I've ever met. Oh, no. <laughs> She was just so nasty. We'll have to talk about her on Patreon because, oh, my Lanta. I, Oh, I man. hope she had a good race. <laughs> Have the race you deserve, my friends. Yeah. oh, dear. Um, but the really the only other question I have is one that we do not have an answer for because we've never had someone come to spectate outside of the finish line. Wesley did come I was going to say, don't say that. He's been there twice, at but the finish at the line. finish line. Wesley sleeps. He's like, yeah, I'll see you <laughs> at the end, whatever. Um, so like at no the judgment. correct. Once Because you start. when you say he sleeps and seeing you at the finish line, mind you, 
if you're doing the half, you're finishing at like 10 in the morning, maybe. Like, it's not like he's sleeping in. He's still like, he's just waking up like on a normal day. Oh, <laughs> like, see, that's true. not for Wesley and I, though. We usually sleep to like 11 or noon. So, right? yeah. Nice. So he's. <laughs> I am so going to give kudos to Preston, though, who went with Bethany at 3 a.m. Wild. and waited yeah. that entire time <laughs> i'm like dude you are a very good man <laughs> what a what a superhero <laughs> not all not all heroes wear capes they wear run disney shirts <laughs> exactly and like for the transportation for spectators i know they are allowed to get on the buses from to and from the resorts um so just that's also really really nice they're not having to uber or anything like that but the buses do stop at a certain time to go back to the um, race area so just keep that in mind if you're wanting to be a spectator um, uber and lyft is always a good option you can also take your car and park if you want to they don't charge for parking until 6 a.m once 6 a.m hits that's when they start charging for like normal parking at a park day um but like that's how he came and watched us but i know francie and the boys have come and seen you multiple other places so if you want to talk on that and like how they figured out where to meet you and how to get there that'd be awesome because i had a lot of people asking me that question yeah, it gets complicated. So you you really have to kind of plan this out the day before. And a big factor into that is planning out where you think the runner is going to be and what time you think the runner is going to get there. So um, Francie specifically for the full marathon wanted to be on Main Street to watch me run down Main Street with the boys. Um, or not me run down Main Street with the boys, but be with the boys to watch me run down Main Street. Um, and so we kind of timed it out. I was like, okay, I think I'm going to be there based on my like how fast I'm running um, at this time. So Francie had to get up super early. Um, she drove to the Epcot parking lot, parked at Epcot, and then took the monorail from Epcot to the TTC and then got on a monorail at the TTC to take to Magic Kingdom. All of that was allowed as a spectator. They open that up for everyone, but it's a lot of transportation in the morning and you cannot run down world or you can't drive down world drive because runners are on world drive. And for those of you who don't know, world drive is the, the road that takes you to the Magic Kingdom. Um, and so um, she yeah, you have to you have to factor that timing into getting to Epcot and then getting onto the monorail. Um, and so she was able to do that. She was able to get to Magic Kingdom at a, a decent time. She left very early um, to do that and got to Magic Kingdom, got her spot and was good to go. Of course, it poured on her and the boys, which was sad to see. But um, they were they were champs. They were troopers for me uh, and stood out there in the pouring rain waiting to watch me go by. Um but that is one of the areas that she's been able to spectate for. Um, and that is before Magic Kingdom opens. So they do open it up and they block off the one side of Main Street for spectators to be able to go into. Um, but there are spectators literally everywhere. Spectators may not go all the way to Magic Kingdom and they may take the monorail to TTC. Maybe they're at a uh, monorail resort and they just take the monorail to TTC. But I know that there's been spectators as I've run through TTC before. And honestly, for the runners... Anywhere that you're at and you have spectators there, it is like a, it's like you're chewing an energy gummy. <laughs> like it is a boost of energy. It's like, I, I don't know. I can't, it's hard to put into words sometimes because it's like, there's so much support. They have fun signs. They're yelling, they're cheering. Cast members are out there yelling and cheering. And you need that motivation and that fuel to keep your race going. You feel that energy and it energizes you to just keep like pushing through the course. Um, so anyway, spectators, that's one area that you can go watch is on Main Street. And that's really special. Running down Main Street's really cool. And to have your family standing there on Main Street just meant all the world to me. Um, other places, it, it's hard with the half, anything that's like, 
I feel like the full marathon is where spectating really can like amp it up because you're running for that much longer and you're going through all four parks. There were spectators and I don't even know if they were planned spectators. They were just guests of the parks those days all around like Animal Kingdom, all around Epcot at Hollywood Studios, just people literally on vacation at the parks that day, stepping to the side and cheering on their people. I will say, if your family is wanting to spectate towards the end of the course, I recommend just going to the finish line. Because if they're trying to like cheer you on from somewhere like Hollywood Studios, and you've run past them at Hollywood Studios, chances are very, very likely that they're not going to be able to get to the finish line before you get to the finish line. They've got a lot of like traffic to get through and you're running. <laughs> so um, I would say if it's important for them to watch you finish, make sure that they're at the finish line uh, well, well ahead of time. Francie took the boys to Magic Kingdom. Um, after I had run by, she got back on the monorail, took the monorail back to Epcot, well, to the TTC and then to Epcot, got in the car, drove to Coronado, checked out of our hotel, and then drove the car back to the Epcot parking lot to go be at the finish line uh, for when I got there, which was fine. She had time to do that because I was in the marathon. Um, so it's all about timing. It's all about mapping your course and trying to figure out where your runner's going to be at what point and where you want to see your runner go by. I know in the past we've stayed at Coronado and the course took us past Coronado. So Francie was literally able to just walk with the boys downstairs and stand outside like next to the road and cheer me on and then walk back up to the hotel room, which was really convenient for, you know, mom with the two boys. Like she didn't have to like overcome everything that she did for the marathon. So it's really all about like looking at your course and figuring out where you want to get to and where you want to be to cheer on your person. So Boardwalk is also a super yes. um, popular place to watch and yes. lots of great signs and people crowded in Boardwalk. I like that that part too. It's just like it, that energy. When you get to a point yeah. in the race where there's so many spectators, it fuels you to just like keep going forward. And I don't even know half the people and they're just like cheering you on. They're like runners, you've got this. It's just such a supportive community. I know you guys experience that too in New York City as well. Um, so it's not just run Disney that does that, but my dad did the half marathon. We were just as all of the Toy Story characters and we would be running past people and they'd be like, yeah, Woody, go Woody. And he was eating that up. It was so funny. That's hilarious. Like, I don't think he was, he was not excited for the races. One for who wants to run Two, he's a Disney guy, but like not that big of a Disney guy. Three balloon ladies. But like once he got in there and the people were hyping him up, he was such, oh my gosh, his ego, like <laughs> his ego made it to the finish line before he did it was so funny like which is awesome like that's it was so it's, cute. It's, it's so encouraging like it, it really is such a sense of encouragement like the cowbells that people have on main street when you're running down it's just there it's hard to put into words because it's such a cool experience it's it's like it gets emotional sometimes because you're mm -hmm. like these these people are really making a difference in this run right now um so. Even sometimes runners run by you and they're like, your outfit's great or keep going. You're doing, you know, and it just, it's just that little jolt that you need. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and really AJ and I can speak to this too, just like because we put our lives out on the internet and because we're content creators, I want to say a special thank you to every single person. Like if, whether you were a listener or someone who just was like on the side of the course, I had moments and I know AJ experienced this as well because I was with her when it happened, but like people stopping or people just like yelling like as i ran by there were cast members that that yelled like theme park dad you've got this and like that meant the world to me because it was just like i feel seen right now you know like i feel like and, and just that little word of encouragement was what i needed to just like put a few like extra like 
steps mm. into my run and um I it meant the world to us both I know just like getting stopped and like what people wanting to take pictures with us it's just I don't know those are the those are like so bizarre it. they're such bizarre experiences because I'm like I'm just a human being but it meant the world to us like the entire race weekend was just elevated because of the support that all of you guys gave us out there on the courses Here's and not I'm even just on the courses but like in the parks in the and park. at the resort. Yeah. we were yeah. in the bus um line waiting to go from Animal Kingdom to Magic Kingdom and we're like striking up conversations with the girls next to us and they're like oh you did dopey blah 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 and they're talking and this one girl was like yeah like there's this tiktoker i was watching doing the races all weekend you kind of look like her too <laughs> and like she pulls out her phone and pulls up my profile i'm like hi <laughs> like i know I'm... i look different because i'm not in a visor and tons of glitter and but like yeah that's me hi i want to give so a funny. shout out actually to robbie i met robbie in the marketplace at coronado he's a cp and he's a listener so robbie oh. from virginia Appreciate you. Thank you for saying hello. I hope you had fun on your races. I think he was doing the half marathon and he was excited that the marathon half marathon had been uh, <laughs> modified to 7.1. So Robbie, <laughs> congratulations. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really cool. It's cool to be able to like have those moments and interact with the people that support this and support us on our pages as well. So correct. It's incredible. So thank you guys all for the love and support kisses love you it's, <laughs> it's also really fun to like brag about like my aunt was like okay she's doing these little funny videos whatever and then i think after like the 20th or 30th person that stopped us over the weekend she's like okay we get it she does these little videos <laughs> <laughs> it is it's really cool i mean and I, I i imagine for you mama tammy like it's such a cool experience to see like your kid um like excel and succeed and and just be appreciated for who they are like when they put themselves out there on the internet the internet's a scary place Mama Tammy, you're getting emotional and you can't do that because now I'm going to get emotional because I feel the the parent. I have tears in my eyes watching you get emotional over this. Oh, now I'm crying. Uh, <laughs> dang oh, it. no. Oh, no. Uh-oh, the parents are breaking. We're <laughs> leaking over here. <laughs> we had a family from Canada stop and ask, you know, to take her picture. Or take, and I actually took a photo and sent it to Mark. And I'm like, this is, it's just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're proud of them for freaking getting out there and running a freaking dopey. And then you get to see like the fact that we put our lives out there and yeah. people support it and just encourage us. It's, it's really, truly special. So thank you all so much. Now I'm crying and mama Tammy's crying. So it, it's, we're all going downhill over here. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's special. The, the whole weekend, if I could summarize run, run Disney in like one word, I, I what special is a pretty solid word to, to describe it because it's the community it's the people that you get to run with you guys are my running fam and that will never change sorry you're never going to get rid of me I, <laughs> I will book it seven miles to catch up to you to finish a marathon with you we're so. good with that <laughs> but uh it's true it's just like it, it creates special bonds um there's truly bonding that happens out on those 28 26 mile courses for sure um and it's it's awesome. I got to run with my wife and kid in Wine and Dine, and that was really special for us as well. And it's cool to see the boys get so excited for me on the course because it, it means a lot to me that that's something that they're going to find value in and want to do for themselves in the future as well. I text my mom, actually, and I was like, Mom, my friend runs with her mom on a regular basis. It's time for you to get out here and run <laughs> these courses with me. And she's inspired by that. So like you two are inspiring uh, parent relate parent kid relationships out there just by running together. So it's special. Mm -hmm. Run Disney. It's 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 really such a special community. And like I I can't speak to it enough. Like I think every single person should at least experience it one time. Even if you're not a runner, get out there, do the 5K, and just have the time of your life. So I and agree. you're gonna be it really is a magical experience. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's no other way. It, it, it it's Disney magic in a race, and it's 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 incredible. So, oh, anyway, we went for a really long time, but this was a it lot was of so inf- good. Yeah, it, it's, it's a lot a of inf- convoluted in- events. So, like for sure. Yeah, it's a lot of information, and I hope you guys like are able to take this and like take some notes and get ready. And we hope yeah. we can see you guys out there on one of the courses next year because we ready don't be 2025 baby let's go <laughs> yes <laughs> if y'all have any other questions though well first and foremost we are going to do another like little patreon episode for the happiest podcast on earth so if you've been listening this far you probably like our stuff come hang out with us on patreon it's a good time um but we're gonna be obviously on our social medias for the rest of our lives so you can find me at magically.aj that's a-y-j-a-y so again magically.a-y-j-a-y on tiktok instagram the whole nine yards and then <laughs> I love that when you're like theme park dad. I love that that's like your thing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or that is who I, that's dad. who I am referred to as. Yeah, the theme park dad. And I, I, I also want to say it just feels good. I know I've not been gone for that long, but the, this is my home. Like happiest podcast on earth is home for me, and I, I love being able to come back here. So listeners, I told thank you. you. Not gone. Well, the, the the hard part is is that. I don't know now when I will be back, but I will be back. That is for sure. Apparently for um, Patreon <laughs> episode this next week. I, will I mean, uh, on a main on a main episode, AJ's going to find ways to like be like, all right, you're back again. <laughs> we're doing a social media episode. Come on over. Like, princess in a month. <laughs> oh gosh, we're going to have to recap that one too, huh? Um, no, but yeah, it's it's good. I, I've missed you guys so much. I've listened to the last two episodes and experienced such intense FOMO listening to them because I'm like, wait a second. These are my people. Why am I not there with them right now? So, um, but yeah, support them. I'm a Patreon member and I'm the number one fan of the happiest podcast podcast on earth. And I'm allowed to say that because I used to be a host. So <laughs> bada bing, bada bing. You're like, I've earned the title, but now you're a host for that track. So you want to talk about that for a minute? I don't know if you've ha- like, had yeah, I've talked about it some on here, but it's been great. It's been fun to see the support. It's been fun to see like listeners that listen to HPOE and have come over to support that tracks as well. That means the world to us. Um, and it's been fun. It's a different ball game. It's a different experience for sure. Um, but we're having a good time with it. We just recorded an, our third episode last night after a full day of, of, of yoga and then festival of the arts. So I am definitely beat, but, um, but it's been fun. It's been a good experience and I miss you guys like crazy, but I'm also excited about what the future has for sure. But yeah, that tracks podcast. Give it a listen. I love it. Only a time we took to record this episode, we probably could have ran a 10K. It's not. Yeah, you're not wrong with that. (laughs) Y'all better be listening to this on your runs today. That's that's going to be the Jeff Galloway method. Instead of running some mileage, you just have to listen to one HPOE episode. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll see you soon. Thanks for letting me join. Always. Awesome, my friends. Well, come find us on Instagram, social media, the whole nine yards, happiest podcast on earth. But if nothing else, we will see you next week. Bye-bye.